Good weekend to you. Welcome to Leading Edge. Good to have you along. I'm Jerry Anderson. Ahead, two more Toledo City Council candidates. But up first, maybe you've heard, buy early for Christmas. If you can get your hands on, on the thing you want, don't wait. Getting foreign-made products into our country and onto store shelves is proving to be quite the challenge. Maybe you've seen the video of the ships by the dozens sitting out in the ocean waiting to come into ports like Los Angeles or, or New York or... Yeah, Savannah, Georgia is a big one. That allows me to introduce my first guest, the president and chief executive of the Toledo-Lucas County Port Authority. Now, when I've had Thomas Winston on the show previously, I think we pretty much talked economic development, and we will today, folks, as the Port Authority is the lead agency for development. But Mr. Winston, uh, as I welcome you in, I do know that our local port doesn't do the, the 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 shipping containers that we're seeing elsewhere and these things are massive big boxes i've seen pictures of them in the times this week containing everything from huge tractor tires to christmas wrapping i mean it's, it's all out there i know we don't do that here but as a shipping and logistics guy can you give me and our viewers an idea of just what's gumming up the works out there well, Jerry, thank you for the opportunity to be back with you uh, yeah. on your show you. and to be able to speak to, to this issue as well as a lot of the activities that are taking place at the Toledo Lucas County Port Authority. Uh, with respect to the question on the what I would call it the log jam of cargo yeah. operations with vessels at the at the ports, those that's an issue that's pretty much concentrated at the uh, coastal ports, uh, the bigger ports that you alluded to that really take on non-bulk cargo operations and, and particularly the containerization um, that are at Los Angeles, Long Beach, Savannah. And, um, you know, it's a pretty interesting phenomenon that's taken place and it's probably gonna take several weeks before it uh, clears itself out. Uh, those issues are plentiful depending on who you talk with, pretty much driven by the ability to get those vessels on the port and then getting those containers uh, off those vessels. Um, there are issues leading to just really trucking companies perhaps, uh, being there and, and having the workforce and the manpower to uh, supply and, and to uh, initiate getting those containers off. We're more of a bulk cargo port here in Toledo, but are any of those same issues showing themselves locally? How are we doing at the Toledo port? We're doing very well at the Toledo port, and we are a bulk um, operation uh, where we're handling commodities such as iron ore and grain and right. salt and uh, general uh, bulk uh, uh, commodities. In fact, through September, uh, year to date, we're up 26% over wow. 2020 numbers as far as short tons uh, coming into the port of Toledo. And uh, that's driven by a number of factors, particularly iron ore, and specifically the Cleveland Cliffs operation that came on board yeah. in the fourth quarter of 2020 and more production happening out of their direct uh, reduction plant uh, out uh, at the Port of Toledo. And we're very excited. We believe we'll, at, we're at this track rate, we'll be able to get over 10 million tons of, of cargo through the Port of Toledo this year, which is very significant. Your cargo handler on the river, Midwest Terminals, are getting a nearly three-memory, $2.6 million loan for new administration and training buildings. And I'm looking at that. I'm thinking that has to be good news if we have to train more people. And it also begs the question, how are we doing? It seems like everybody in the world has personnel problems, manpower problems. Are we facing those at our port? 
Uh, we are not facing those right. issues at the port specifically. And um, it's an ex exciting time frame at the Port of Toledo, particularly with our operator Midwest Terminals. Uh, they are in the process of building two new administrative facilities. These facilities, well, one facility would be at the Ironville uh, terminal location and one at the facility one location. And it's really gonna allow them to per, uh, perform better administration functions uh, for their staff, but also providing training and safety opportunities for their staff members, and particularly with the increasing of activity that has taken place. So this is a great, uh, a great uh, opportunity for Midwest, and we're just happy with the relationship we have with uh, our partners. Let's head on to the airport now. New, since you and I have talked, is Amazon Air. I'm thinking it had to have been attracted by the new fulfillment center in Rossford. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but what impact now its arrival on our local airport scene? Jerry, we're very excited about landing and Amazon Air operations at the Toledo Express Airport. Um, just uh, phenomenal being able to have discussions with them late last year um, uh, with our board commitment, put up $1.5 million into a facility, existing facility at the airport. Uh, and we launched the Amazon activity or operations in the March of this year. They launched with a one flight operation on a daily basis, um, quickly moved to two flights on a daily operations. And we expect as we're moving into the holiday season, we'll see um, perhaps more activity ha happening at the Eugene F. Krantz Toledo Express Airport. There you go. Yeah. We believe um, we'll, they'll have eventually over 100 new jobs in our community. Wow. And it's just a, a great opportunity directly because of the job creation, but also indirectly help, helping our other businesses out at the airport be able to supply and support this operation. So, we're All right, so the good news on that front, we had some kind of disappointing news when it comes to passenger air. I need to take a break here. He's Thomas Winston. He's the president, chief executive head guy, Toledo Lucas County Port Authority. They run the ports. They in charge of, they're in charge of economic development. We're going to pick it up when we come back on Leading Edge. Back on Leading Edge, he's Thomas Winston. He runs the Toledo Lucas County Port Authority, the head guy over there. We were talking about the airport. Um, late summer, you learned that American Airlines is pulling its air service from Toledo to Charlotte. As I read about this, Thomas, um, it wasn't for lack of bodies. We were putting fannies in the seats on the plane. This is directly a pandemic-related thing on their side, American side. Is that a correct statement? Uh, it is correct. Uh, we do have, um, as a result of the announcement from American Airlines, there will be a short hiatus, as I would like to call it, uh, not a permanent uh, stoppage, but a short hiatus in the route between Toledo and Charlotte. And uh, certainly disappointed at that, but it was particularly driven by activity related to the pandemic, specifically the shortage of regional uh, pilots to be yeah. able to um, fly those particular flights. Many of the pilots, um, because of the pandemic and retirement at the mainline operations, Many of the mainline pilots um, retiring uh, allowed regional jet pilots to move up into those seats and it's leaving a void at the regional uh, area. We expect um, the operations to come back in the first yeah. quarter. And until then, we'll continue to work with American on our flight to Chicago as well with the Legion Airline and our multiple flights through the Florida area. There's a couple minutes left here, and I need to switch to economic development. You guys facilitate loans to businesses for expansion projects. Is it true that despite the pandemic, or in some ways maybe because of it, the Port Authority set a record for loans in 2020? Tell me about that. 
we had an exciting 2020 in our financing programs, Jerry. For small businesses specifically, we did set a record in the number of closings of our loans through the um, SBA uh, loan program. I'm very excited about that. Those, those loans support small businesses in our community. We also had a record year in issuing, issuing bonds um, for many area uh, entities such as Lord University, uh, Toledo Hospital. Uh, we also supported downtown development with the helping of the Hilton Hotel um, um, project, project. And we're excited about 2021 as well. We're working with Lucas Metropolitan Housing on their acquisition of the United Way building downtown this year, as well as a few other development projects that we're going to assist in financing uh, this year going into 2022. So we're excited about the programs that we offer. And as a result, we're actually increasing our footprint in financing by providing an additional program, such as a revolving loan fund that will launch uh, this quarter uh, in 2021. We talked about this way back early spring in March of this year, Site Selection Magazine naming Toledo number one for new business investment among cities. Our size, which is the, the way to do it, compare apples to apples. Uh, how have we leveraged that recognition in attracting new business development to our town? I think there's been a collaborative effort in leveraging that announcement as well as the resources that we have. Um, the resources in this region is, is certainly an attraction to businesses. Um, the workforce, number one, um, our location geographically in the Midwest and being able to reach 60% of the US population and, and upwards of 40% of the Canadian pop population. Being able to leverage that, our rail system, our Port of Toledo and our highway system and working with partners, um, Regional Growth Partnership, um, Jobs Ohio, uh, working with the city of Toledo, Lucas County and our other uh, development partners, everyone working together um, um, uh, showing uh, the value add proposition that this regional has. And oh. we've seen the results with some new new players coming to town. And I appreciate the update, folks. Location, location, location. We have it where we are. Now you got to work it. And that's what they do down at the Toledo Lucas County Port Authority. Thomas Winston, the president. Thanks for spending time. Continued success to you down there. If we can ever help out, give us a shout. Thank you, Jerry. Thank yeah, you for your Come back. We're talking city council races on Leading Edge. Back on Leading Edge as we continue our city council candidate profiles today. Welcome. This has got to be a busy dude. I got to tell you, this is Ron Murphy, Republican, running for city council. I've been doing this stuff forever, Murphy. You may be my first guy I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing in a vehicle. <laughs> I'm a busy guy, Jerry. What can I say? It's my wife's birthday also, so I want to say oh. happy birthday to Jenny. Oh, that's very nice. All right, let's get to it so I can get you on your way. Um, you finished 11th in a 19-person primary field, so congratulations on making the cut. But now you got to get to the top six. History tells it's it's a tough jump from where you are to six, but that primary turnout was really, really low, less than 8%. Crime and corruption seem to be at the top of your list of issues. What will Councilman Ron Murphy do about crime and Toledo's oh-so-troubling murder rate? Well, you know... I think everybody can agree that we need more police. I mean, that goes without saying, but I mean, the police react to the crime itself. So if we could just get people to stop committing crimes, that'd be fantastic, right? Then we wouldn't need police at all. But how do we do that? Well, I believe that that 
that is done by getting really good at jobs. If you have a very good job, then you're not out late at night. You're not out doing things that could potentially get you in trouble or end up in jail or whatever. But we need to bring more jobs to Toledo, good paying jobs. Right. And, you know, I mean, that's where I, that's where I think it all comes down to. Um, I think police are important. Obviously, I'm, I'm endorsed by the Toledo Police Command Officers Association. Oh, that congratulations. I, thank you. I support them 100%. And I think that we should invest, you know, in our police and give them every tool that they need to be able to, to fight crime. But it really comes down to stopping crime. And that begins with, you know, good paying jobs, if you ask me. Uh, I, I'm not going to let you off the hook on just one thing, Ron. I was on your website. You say Democrats want to downsize the police force, defund, when the mayor's stated goal in Toledo is more cops. He just trotted it out again this week. So what are you, to what are you referring there? Well, I mean, if you look nationwide, you don't see Republicans going around talking, you don't see Republicans going around talking about defund the police or using, or using social workers instead of police. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's where I'm coming from with that. And I think, and I think the mayor changed his position a little bit once he started to feel a little bit of the heat, you know, from people, uh, you know, as far as Democrats talking about defunding okay. the police. Uh, let's get to know you a little bit. What do you do for a living? To give me a little bit of your background. I know you grew up locally. Uh, give me a little bit of that. So I work for a nonprofit right here in Toledo. I've been working for them for 16 years. They help people who are homeless and have mental health issues. I'm a supervisor there, so I'm really passionate about public service. It's something I've been doing for a long time. I didn't just get into it. And I wanna be able to just do that in a, on a much larger scale by being a city councilman and trying to help as many people as I possibly can, Derek. You also highlight corruption uh, on your site, complete with pictures of the four Democratic council members charged with taking bribes. But when I think about it, Ron, they're not on the ballot. Well, actually, Larry Sykes is, right? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. so, but are you, you're not running against them so much. It seems to me, are you really running against the Democratic stronghold on City Hall? Well, I mean, if you think about it, we have one Republican on council right now. And you're losing him. And we're losing him. So if we have all 12 of our city council members from one party, corruption, in my opinion, isn't going to get better. It's going to get worse. We need somebody from the other side who can have oversight, who can watch and make sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, I compare it kind of to like, let's say if you liked Ohio State or you like Michigan and all the referees were all from, let's say Ohio State. Yeah. You know, there's gonna be some cheating. You know, there's gonna be some calls overlooked. It's good to have a balance. It's good to have diversity in government. And so I truly believe that Toledo needs to have a Republican on city council for oversight. All right. We're going to leave it right there. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who is taking time on his wife's birthday, which is a, it's a, a huge <laughs> risk. He's working us in between stops here uh, from his vehicle. He's Ron Murphy. He's an endorsed Republican, and he seeks your support uh, come November. And, and let's face it, folks, early voting is already underway and has been. Ron Murphy, thanks for spending time with us, my friend. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. From Leading Edge with yet another city council member, running for the first time to win a seat on city council. That's because Cassandra McPherson, Democrat, was appointed to council in the wake of the scandal that saw four members, all Democrats, forced to suspend their council activity while facing federal bribery charges. 
It's good to have you. I've been wanting to have you on the show. You're a great grand. I know people are going to say, Jerry, do you have that right? Yes, she is a great grandmother. And now, finally, your name shows up on a ballot. I just wonder, yes. Cassandra, how does that feel? And what drives you to want to serve on city council? Headaches and all that come with that job. It When I first saw my name on the ballot, it was tear-jerking. When I first saw my name on the poster that they were going to be putting out, I cried. I couldn't believe it, wow. that this was really happening. And why do I want to keep my seat? Because I love serving the people. I am a servant and I want to connect the community with the leadership of the city of Toledo. And I'm here to work. I'm committed. And I just love what I do. I love my job. Strangely as it sounds, I really love my job. Some would say she's still too new at it. <laughs> right. They probably will. Yes. She'll learn about the headaches. All right. You work um, your day job, if you will. You work in the classroom as a paraprofessional. You've stepped away from that for right now while you get into the council thing. You're also on the staff of the Teachers Union, the Federation of Teachers. Yes. Think about the skills you use in those jobs and what skills from those jobs benefit you most as a member of city council. Listening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the classroom, listening to my students, listening to other adults. Um, also with the union, negotiating mm -hmm. contracts, um, being fair, giving others an opportunity. Those are all qualities and things that are necessary. Being a team player, yeah. because on city council, there's 11 other members. Yeah. So I think that's a part of it. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, let's talk about negotiations and that type of thing. Should the city, uh, city council just ratified a new contract with our police patrolman, TPPA. Should the city have demanded more reforms from the police union before ratifying that recent contract? Should we? I think we still can. Okay. okay. I think that is a conversation that is very much needed. And if you didn't, or you didn't catch the uh, live uh, newscast today, um, I saw a little bit of it down at the Legacy, and I believe it's with retired police officer Anita Madison. Mm -hmm. And some of those issues that they're talking about, we're going to have to have the conversation. Uh, and it's, it's a fair conversation. Yeah. Community needs to be connected to the police department. And there is a distrust with the community and the police. So there's work to do. You work around kids, at least in the classroom there as a paraprofessional, and you know, Cassandra McPherson, my guest here, city council member, you know far too many of our youngsters are injured, are killed, or go to jail because of the city's gun violence pro problem. What have you done while on council to address that, what yet needs to be done? In about a minute here. We initiated along with uh, the administration, the gun violence initiative that uh, Mayor rolled out. And I support uh, Jawan Armour and the interrupters that have been hired. And I am working with them. It's bigger than just a few people. Mm -hmm. This is a community effort. Mm 
it's going to take everybody to reduce gun violence as community leaders, as people, citizens of Toledo. Everybody's got to take a part. Gun safety. If you have a gun, lock it up. Teaching gun safety to our children and then providing opportunities to the disadvantaged. So when we say put down the gun, we're putting something else in their hands. Mm -hmm. It's a community. You know, they say it takes a village. Yeah. This is a village issue and the village has got to step up. This is not just for the mayor's office, not just for city council. This is for the churches, mm. community activists. And this lady, by the way, is very active and has been for decades in her church. Uh, yes. Uh, okay, we're going to leave it right there for time. Again, this is Cassandra McPherson. She sits on city council. She would cover your vote in November, or actually right now, since early voting is already underway. It's a pleasure to get to meet you, and you can come back to our show anytime. To all of you, thanks for joining us. Have a great week ahead. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Edge. You bet. Thank you.